Well, folks, you're very welcome along this Tuesday evening to the LCC-sponsored Team Talk Mag chat show. I'm delighted to have a few very, very special guests on. As always, we have Mr. Damien Harvey and Kevin Kelly joining us. But tonight, we have all the way from Dungannon, uh, we have the, the uh, Jones boys, Billy and Ryan, and of course, a man who has become absolutely famous and synonymous with everything that has happened around Dungannon at the minute, uh, Mr. Pedro. Pedro, how are you, sir? Not bad, not bad. Yourself? Everything good, everything good. Tell me this. People talk about, was it, was it uh, Andy Warhol said everybody has, has uh, 15 minutes of fame, but since Sunday, I mean, you, you just have, you, you've enjoyed, I don't know what you, how you best describe it, but you're, you're, you're known around the world after the, are you hearing this okay, Pedro? No, it's, it just cut out there, sorry, put out there. Go ahead, Pedro. I see, since Sunday, uh, and the success of the Clarks, uh, you have been probably the the, uh, the the picture of Dungammon since uh, the the uh, cup was was brought to the town. Ah, oh, yeah, I know. It was a great feeling for everyone around the club. You know, like it was just unbelievable. Like I, it was. It's been sixty-four years too long for the club. Everyone around it, you know. Like seeing them boys that are around and daily on Sunday, like it was just great seeing everyone around the club, all the past, all the past players don't get their hands on the NA Cup, just to finally have a nice, just great. And you, you talk, you talk there about the sixty-four years and the length of time and everything else. I mean, your involvement, you're not, you're not obviously from a, a what they call is a, a, a traditional GA background, but I mean, how did you become involved with Dungannon Thomas Clark? Um, I came involved when I was about six or so. My mates from primary school just asked me if I want to come up for a while, and I was like, oh, I got nothing better to do. So I went up. I enjoyed it and been playing ever since. Yeah, and any time that we are about to need park, we generally see you. You're a, a more than frequent visitor, so you, you're just not there to, to play the games. You're obviously making a club. Oh, I'm at every Clark's game. I'm at most senior trainings. I just, I love. I love the club. I love everything about it. it just oh, everything about the club is just lethal. Like one chance for anything else. Well, see, from, from your, obviously your background is not traditional Irish and so on. But for the your 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 family, for example, do they buy into it the same way you do, or are you just uh, a, a unique individual? Oh, they buy they buy in. You know, like um, they ask me how's football going. Keep on asking me when's when's my next game, and all trying to trying to go to watch. Like they just they're 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 involved in the club. They were watching it on Sunday night. There, they were. They go to your. Do they come along to support you and support the Clarks? Okay, I don't let them come. Um, I don't let them come along to my games though. They <laughs> just some some sometimes the sister can go to a few senior games, but don't let them watch my under age games. Right. Tell me this. Uh, on Sunday, obviously, the, the feeling at the end was absolutely incredible. It was just a. Sheer bliss, sheer joy for everybody associated with with Gallon Thomas Clark. But uh, watching that Pedro, watching those final uh, few minutes, the penalties. What was it like? I mean, we, we saw videos of you uh, uh, trying to, to describe it, but I mean, it must have been absolutely nerve wracking. Oh, it was nerve wracking when Karen Barker stepped up for that last penalty. I don't know, like I don't know what I, I can't describe it. I was, I was just. I was shaking, but I was, I was also trying to keep my nerve. 
but it was when I just seen that penalty just going straight but back then I just I just said it's finally over. The wait's finally over. The wait's finally over. And uh, I mean there was no waiting there to get across the fence. I noticed that uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> long jump, high jump, but it seems that you're quite skilled in, in, in both those particular fields of, of, of activity. Oh yeah, I just had to do it. I just had I they, the shirts weren't any but I just I just bulldozed my way through and went straight to the pitch. I uh, well I, I think that'll be a wonderful defence whenever we uh we're all hauled before the, the, the judiciary <laughs> to say the stewards uh, the stewards just open the gates and let us through. That's that's <laughs> tell them that anyway. Pedro, I'm just wondering, is there a bit of a story about how you actually got into the ground? Um I'm led to believe I'm led to believe that you're uh you're maybe masquerading as a, a kit man, is that true? Um, yes, or do I carry in a, a tray of sandwiches? Um, I carried a big tray of sandwiches against Ergo Karen. And then on Sunday there, um, I carried the kits I I carried the kits in. Yeah, there was just a there's a few questions and queries about maybe where the kit had actually disappeared to. Was that was there anything around that? Uh, um I seen Holly Holmes there in his car, I was like how they let me carry the, the kits there, or, or, or else I won't get in. So he just handed me the kits and I got in, no problem. <laughs> quite, a cre- quite a creative um, a mindset there too, uh, Pedro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when, when all is said and done and all the things you've achieved in life, I mean, where does, where does this, this weight in terms of sport and achievements or just being part of, uh, of it, how does it, you know, how does it rate for you? At the top, at the very, very top, like it's just been too long for the young team. Like couple, like five, like seven or eight years ago, this team was battling out for a great three. Now we're kind of eight cup champions. Like just, yeah. uh, like, it's been hard work for the backroom team. Like everyone involved the club, Cody Holmes done a magnificent job. Like he deserves all the praise. But it's the lads as well. Lads that train Tuesday, Tuesday, Fridays. Every day up in Kane's pitch, just working, 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 just to get down the top on it's finally here. And I mean, Sunday night, obviously, there was a bit of a party and a bit of a celebration. Uh, I'm sure that you uh, were there uh, helping people to celebrate and, and joining in, but uh, keeping a low profile. Uh, um, I was celebrating. I, I wasn't keeping a low profile. I was just doing everything. I was just mad, I was just mad you know? I'm- Trying trays of sandwiches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carrying trays of sandwiches, hi. Right. Well, listen, tell me this, uh, finally. How does it feel to be uh, part of a club who are the county senior champions? As you said earlier, after far, far too long, it's been, but to, to, to be there and to realise on Sunday past when that cup was left at O'Neill Cup, when Gallon Thomas Clark's county senior champions, describe it for me. Ah, it's you can't describe it. You literally cannot describe it. It's a moment that these lads will carry them forever. You know, it's it's just they won't forget it anytime soon. No matter what they do in life, no matter where life takes them, when they cup, like they'll always be the team that won the twenty twenty one cup. Tell me if uh, one final question. Uh, obviously, the celebrations are going on still. Uh, but eventually they'll settle down and start to turn towards next year. Do you think is this team good enough to, to add another title to become the first team since 2005 to make back-to-back O'Neill Cups? I think if the boys have themselves and um, just 
if the boys sell themselves, they can do anything they want. They're a great, they're a great bunch of lads. They can do back to back if they really put their minds to it, and they wouldn't be shocked if they do. Well, listen, Piddle, on behalf of Team Talk Mag, thank you for being part of the championship this year. Thank you for adding a real burst of enthusiasm and, and, and joy for so, so many people. Congratulations to the Gallant Clarks, and listen, enjoy the celebrations, and long may they continue. Thank you. Good lad. There we are, Pedro Gomez. What a man, what a man, absolutely. Diehard on Gallant Clarks, man. Great to see him, and his celebrations of the weekend were absolutely fantastic. Kelly, Kelly. Uh, I think he's, 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 he must have taken on the role of stargazer, or else he's just slipped out of the, of the room. Yep. Anyway, we have... Momentarily slipped out of the room. He'll be back, I'm sure, with us very shortly. We have with us Ryan and Daly Jones, and uh, two boys who are uh, uh, trying not to smile, but doing a, a, a damn good job. Kevin, you're with us here again, are you? Yep. There we are. Kevin, uh, you got it exactly right last week. Everything you said, predicted, it came through. Tell me this, uh, crystal ball, or what is it? I don't know, it's probably just luck, Noel, but uh, as, uh, as me and John McChrystal, when we were in Oma, we, when you were in the RSA of the county, but you have to go with who you think will win. And um, I suppose, like everybody else, before a ball was kicked, you wouldn't have done again, wouldn't have been one of your teams you'd have fancied. But um, it's just the momentum grew with them. And, and uh, I remember walking past the huddle after the beat our bow in Aidan Dark, I think it was Keith from Morgan. We're sort of taking Santa stage and, and saying, but the, you know, we don't know when we're bait, we don't know when we're bait, and this team's never bait. And it's just it's sort of sort of something that stuck with me because really in both games they should have been away. And and uh, then Eric and Kieran again, you know, Kieran McGinley gets that goal just before half time and extra time and managed the team with a buckle. But this team here just seemed to uh, it's not good for the supporters, but the this Dungan team seemed to only thrive on going three or four points down and um, even on Sunday there, um, a team appearing in the first county final in what, 36 years um, or 34 years. Um, you know, they fell 1-2 or 1-3 to no score behind. It didn't seem to phase them. Like they, didn't, they got to the water break, they hadn't even scored. And, uh, you know, it, it just, they just thought, right, well, they, you know, this is, we've been in this position two or three times. And somebody said you can only go to the well so many times, but Dungan disproved that. Uh, even four down at halftime against a Thrillic team that, you know, a Thrillic team that normally when they've got two or three points up, it's, it's, it's like a seven or eight point lead to any other team. And uh, as um, you said, again, just kept plodding away and plodding away. And, you know, as we mentioned in the semi-final as well, Paul Donaghy came into the game after scoring 14 points against Darbo, a massive axe on his back. But Lex Daly there and, and Ryan and, and the other lads was, you know, five out of the first six scores against Ergel come from different players. And it was the same... It was the same last Sunday when, when Paul maybe missed a couple of frees that he would normally put over. It was all lads that come to it. Paddy Malloy hit the first couple of points. And like as you say, at the end of the day, that's what the defence was brilliant, but it was their forward line and the spread of scores that, that got them over the line because you know, one key statistic there, I don't know of anybody, um, none of the, the starting to like forward line scored a point from play in a county final. Um and uh, Lee Brennan finished with one seven, seven frees. His goal obviously from play, but all five uh, Tillich forwards were held scoreless. And that's testament to, uh, to that Dungan defence. And you'd have to say, an awful way to, to win or to lose a final in penalties, but 
you know, when you go to four championship games and, and go to extra time four times, I don't think anybody can say they're not worthy champions. No, I, I, absolutely. I think everybody who, who saw that game or was part of it, and we were, obviously where we were with a great view of it. But even for us, Kevin and Damien, it was, it was really, really tense. We could feel the tension and it was nerve-wracking stuff. And Daily, I'm going to come to you in a second, but Damien, we were saying there were 20 minutes from the clock on, on Sunday, don't Gannon need the next score? Don't Gannon need to get a score? Because it was looking ominous at that stage. Yeah, you're right, Noel. I think I remember putting into uh, Twitter at the at the stage where the first water break. I think they were one two to no score down, and I put into the the uh, the Twitter feed at that stage. Uh, Don Gannon in trouble at this point, you know, and they certainly were. The track were seeping up. I, I thought that an awful lot of possession Don Gannon actually in the first quarter, but they were making nothing of it, and um, track were in control. They were looking really really good, and. You know, it had the. I just thought something's going to have to change here fairly quickly, or we're heading in the same direction as the previous night, um, where you saw Aiden Dark just get away from Gorgian and just leave him. And I just, uh, from the whatever was said during that first water break, seemed to change the momentum completely. We talk about the, you know, the influence of that water break that's been had all year, and sort of like wouldn't have wanted it at that stage. Dungannon needed it at that stage, and they made the most of it in the next fifteen minutes. They got themselves fall back into the. The contest, but I think probably the most remarkable thing about this show tonight is that I was able to get two Dungannon men that aren't on the beer all week, and I can tell you that was a hell of a job uh, to sort it out. I I'll not go through the list of names that I, uh, that I spoke to this afternoon, Noel, but I can tell you something. There were some really wonderful suggestions of guys that they knew were not going to be available. I can tell you, but uh, we managed to track the two Jones lads down. We're glad to have them. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, Damien, I, I could have saved you a lot of phone calls because I was talking to Mickey Jones at the final after the match on, on Sunday evening. He was able to tell me that both lads don't take a drink. So that, that, was, that would have been. Thanks, Kevin. I'll send on the mobile phone bill to yourself then. <laughs> well, I'm just looking around here, and there are, uh, put it this way, Daly and Ryan, there are, there are two guys who do take a drink around here out of the five of us who are currently on screen. But listen, tell me, Damien mentioned there what, what was happening at, at, at the water break and all the rest. Dilly, was it was it at any time a sense of panic or, or worry or fret that uh, you hadn't hit the target? Because apart from hitting the target, I don't think you even had a shot on target in, in that first twenty minutes period. No, well, thinking back of it, um, I just remember that you know when they did bring us in, and you know we had knew and we said before, you know, every time that we were on the like Lock and Curry had a spade. You know, two points in extra time, and you know you've seen the leaders stepping up. You know, Paul and um, Potty and the likes. You know, see after that their victory, we knew that no matter how many, if we were within a chance in the last five ten minutes going into extra time, either side, no matter what the ability of the team or what anybody said, you know, we could we got something from the game. And I just remember, you know, Terry and Collie saying about like we hadn't started at that stage, but we didn't. We didn't panic, and I can just remember, you know, it wasn't as if boys were, you know, shouting at each other or saying, like, you know, do this, do that. We just went out and tried to play our game and tried to keep in touch with them, and um, I thought we'd done that all right in the, in the second period. Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking there, you mentioned the Lock McCrory game. Brian, just go back to that Lock McCrory game, two points down, probably Lock McCrory had a good chance to kill the game off with Dermot Gallagher. 
which wasn't taken. Um, but in extra time then, and Kevin can correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think uh, the Clarks had maybe nine, ten points without reply. Is that right? Yeah, you, that game was actually it was phenomenal playing, even though it didn't start in it. Uh, coming off the bench in the last uh, last few minutes and just trying to do what we do, we we had the belief there, and you know, party coming up, and then in, in the extra time with them scores without reply, you could just our boys working. I came on uh, to actually mark uh, Jerry Gallagher, and uh, you could just see it. The legs were running our our defence every time we got the ball. It was just up and out straight away. There was no messing about, no keeping the ball. We just wanted to keep on piling it on and, you know, the, the, the legs sort of saw, saw us through that victory at extra time. Yeah, but that experience of scoring the, the nine or ten points in extra time, you know, so it's a 20-minute period and, and to add that bundle of scores, surely, uh, you know that that goes somewhere in the memory and somewhere in the in the psyche to say, listen, we've done this once, we can do it again. So as Kevin mentioned earlier, Kieran McGinley's against you. Uh, you know the the fact that you were down at half time and extra time, those those were, were weren't uh, you know they weren't insurmountable uh, barricades or such, were they? No, not as much from Macquarie. Like as Daly said, and the water break was mentioned, uh, we just sort of kept kept going and kept doing what we were doing and. Uh, I, I know at one two when we went one two behind we were scoreless and we're sort of we were getting up the pitch but weren't able to just make it work at the top end. Uh, in your head you were sort of would have said, oh no, like what sort of what's going on here? And then you would have had that in your back of your head. But the fact that it was at the back of your head and you know that we've done this before and we can do it again. Yeah, Kevin, three points get under half time. Did you feel I know? We thought it was good to get those three points, huge, huge, huge amount of scores, considering what had happened in the previous 22 minutes. But did you feel at halftime that Dungannon were in a reasonable position, or were you uh, worried for them? No, you're probably worried for them, but at the same time, you know, because they had been in that, they dug themselves out of holes in three of the games. And I think the scores, not just because he's there, but I think Daly's score, I don't know how many points he's ever scored with his left foot, but. His point just before half time was was a was a crucial score. If you look at all the championship games we've been at the year, you know, you think back to you know even Aidan Dark were getting beat by by four or five points by by the Rockdown and Stewartstown. Darren McCurry got the last two points at half. They, and he scored just before half time was a crucial score, and that you know that gives the Clarks even though they were trailing, they give them a spring in their step. They, they come down under in front of their support, and the support just was like a sixteenth man that just got behind them and. Um, you know, it was only a matter, you know, at that time, fair enough, they were three, four points behind, but uh, they hadn't played the football they were capable of. They, they, they had as much possession as Trillick, but uh, they were just getting so far and, and not being able to, to turn possession into scores. But you sort of knew that that much talent on the field and, and proven players throughout the championship that they were going to enjoy a 10 or 15 minute spell somewhere along the line. So the deficit definitely wasn't insurmountable. And, um, you know, you knew that they were always in with a chance. So you remember there, like, Young Sean Donnelly was. We were talking to him at half time, and and uh, he was still worried. Uh, Tillich were four points up, and I think you know we said this Dungannon team never go away, and, and that's that's the way it was proved. And um, it maybe gets into the psyche of the opponents as well. Like you know, maybe in the past or other teams in the past, 
when they fall behind, they may be throwing the towel. You go back there, like you mentioned there, the game in, in Galway yeah. against Lock McCrory. I think it was two minutes into injury time, the Clarks were two points behind. And, you know, many teams would have just lobbed on free into the box. You know, maybe threw the big men in, hoping to get a flick. But you know, Paul Donahue knocked the ball over the bar. There was, even though the Clarks hadn't played well that day, they obviously had the belief that they were going to get one more attack to, to try and get, take the game into extra time. And that's, that's what happened. And to me, to me, that's where the whole thing kicked off. Um, I've mentioned it a few times, Paddy McNulty, by his own high standards, hadn't a good game that day. But when Dungan needed somebody to, to kick an equaliser, he was the man with the last kick of the game. And they really haven't looked back since. Um, I remember we were down along the lane in, in, in Nathan Dark. I was beside the Clarks dugout and... Uh, uh, there was a ball. Um, I don't want, I'm sure not me, but I think it was Keith from Morgan and the ball back for somebody mm-hmm. and went out over the lane. Mm-hmm. And the time was virtually up. And again, you know, that's it. Uh, many times can this from guarantee and cut me over, but they still had the belief that they could they could pull it out. And um, they've carried that right through. And, and I'm sure four points in at half time wasn't a big big issue for them. They went out for the second half, and and uh, there was still a lot of football to be played, and, and they played very very well and, and finish up. Certainly did. The uh, I just think of there, Dilly, um, and I mentioned this the other night at the, at the chat show as well. I'm interested to hear Damien's view on it. Um, but the county final Sunday wasn't a normal county final because all the razzmatazz, the changing rooms, you know, the, the, the strict timing, the parade with the band, the intro, introduction of the 25 year team, all those the elements which are normally part of county final Sunday weren't there. It was very, and this is probably the wrong description, but it was. It wasn't any, any, in any way or too much dissimilar to the semi-final or the quarter-final, so there was nothing overtly new to you, was there? No, well, I think that suited us down to the ground. You know, the, all that stuff is, is great, and, you know, you dream of that stuff when you're, when you're younger, you know, going behind the bond and all, all that there and seeing, the, you know, Healy Park packed, but... We were used to that, you know, we had that section of fans there who really spurred us on and, you know, all the management had said to us, you know, we didn't really want to make an occasion out of it, even though it was a massive deal for the club. All he wanted to do was go out and try and win that game. And, you know, because of the the time that we've waited, our club has waited, you know, you wouldn't even matter if it was in a back As long as you won by a pint or more and we got our hands in the O'Neill Cup, you know, as Pado says, it was 64 years, and for our club, all we wanted to do as a squad was go out, win the football game, and, you know, everything after that's a bonus like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damien, um, the, the whole, the whole uh, that, that idea of, of the, the county final day being the biggest, the showcase and all the rest, there's no doubt about it that Dungallon's lack of experience, uh, and other teams, not only Dungallon's, but Tonic have had the advantage of being there numerous times. They know the, the, the story. They know how it's going to pan out. And there's always a worry coming in with that lesser experience, so to, so to speak, is, is uh, possibly at a, at a how, how you best describe it. But, but there's certainly, there's something, they just don't have the, the, the uh, I say the skill set, but the same experience. And um, when you go in there, you, you're, you're short of something on, on the big day. I think you're right, Noel. It's all about experiences. You know, if you, you've got a Trillic team coming in there who have experienced two Two big days in, say, the last five years um, with the crowds, you know, 10, 12,000 people in the, in the ground. It wouldn't have taken a flinch out of them going out onto the field. Dungannon 
having that having that experience um, this time around, they you know there's an argument. You know, I think Chris Rowley said actually after the game that there was a wee bit of stage fright, even even the fact there might have been the all the paraphernalia around the game, but it was still you know you, they still took a while to settle. I thought um, and just to get just to get into the rhythm of the game. Trillick, for their part, you know, I was thinking of, you know, midway through the second half, this Trillick team goes on to do it. You know, you hear so much about the great Trillick teams of the 80s. and This team were about to put their stamp on that. They were about to become a great Trillick team. You know, uh, and, you know, there's argument that there still are a great Trillick team. Of course they are. They, they got beat by one penalty out of ten. You know, so where, where do you rate that on a, on a team that's going for three titles in five years? Um, they're a fantastic team. There's no doubt about it. Um, but they come up against, you know, I didn't get to say they have loads and loads of spirit. And I was just thinking, one of the things that it does show, uh, no, well, and no pressure on uh, anybody that's won the recent uh, inter- inter- intermediate championship in recent years, uh, Kevin. But it does show you the competitiveness of that Division Two uh, league and championship. That now we've had two teams in the last five years. That have come up through, that have won intermediate titles and gone on to add the senior title. That's a remarkable achievement. Um, and, you know, hats off to Dungannon this year in particular. Absolutely incredible season for them. They will, there will never be a Neil Cup that will ever be won like this again. They won at the hardest of all routes four games, four extra times, and a penalty shootout to win it. It'll never be done again. It's, it's, it's an incredible achievement. But I think, you know, hats off to the to the to the men from Trillick who, in my eyes, you know, are are emulating that great Trillick team of the eighties now. Yeah, we we talked with this at the, at the various chat shows we took part in uh, about the spirit of the Reds, you know, and then Dungallon's uh, refused to lose attitude. There's no doubt about it that that Trillick brings something very very special, and they've got a, a collective will to one that that is second to normal. It's something if you could bottle it. You can certainly go a long way to be to to be making a millionaire of yourself, Ryan. Um, we we mentioned about the occasion and everything else, and and, and there to one thing and another. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a county title. You're going in there as underdogs. You're going in there with with uh, the the weight of expectation of your supporters. And I mean, how conscious were you of the noise that the supporters mm-hmm. making? Because even when you were down and not out, but when you were down and behind. They never, never stopped uh, encouraging you. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was crazy for even a limited amount of supporters just for Dungan to make so much noise and not stand. Uh, it's it's crazy on the pitch. Whenever we were putting on our jerseys before, and even when we were just putting on our jerseys, you hear the roar of the crowd spurring us on. You know. You say don't let it get don't let the occasion get to you. And I was I was calm before, but then once you put on the jersey and once you hear the roar of the crowd, you're sort of thinking, this is it. Like this is what you work towards. And you know every time you water breaks when we came in and went went over to the bench side and half time whenever we're, we're jogging in, the crowd was there. And it it was the same. It was the same against Lock McCrory, same against Arbo. Seeing a circle, they're always there, and just to hear that roar, even every score, you know, Paul Donahue whacking left-footed shots outside of the boot from the wing on the twenty-one, and just to hear 
crowd, you know, in the game, sometimes you can sort of get lost your own head and you sort of don't hear them but when when everything calms down and you see a score go over and you just hear the roar it just spurs you on Kevin uh, we, we were looking on Sunday and, and trying to uh, do a bit of a head count uh, Gannon must have got more tickets than everybody else for the championship did they? Uh, I don't know I don't want to say anything in, in case that uh... Um, and cremate myself, but um, I can cover that one off there if you want, Kevin. If you, uh, I can, I can take that away. I can cover that one off for you if you want. I know that uh, Dungannon provided some of the stewards on Sunday. Fair play to them. You know there was a the, 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 there's a number of stewards made their way along to do the job as well on Sunday. And uh, I know uh, likes of Oliver McHugh and Mickey Kelly and a few other boys had uh, had that had that task on Sunday afternoon as well. So. That's maybe where those extra bodies come in, Kevin. I've seen Francie Gallagher with a with a bib on him as well, so it sort of it sort of worked for both clubs. But listen, it was an unbelievable, uh, unusual year. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of supporters of the Clarks and Trillick would have loved to have been there on Sunday, and unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It wasn't allowed to be. But you know, the atmosphere, and I think you know, we probably experienced it too. No, this year, and Damien. Um, Instead of being in the press box, I've always said it like the old press box at the back of Healy Park was always the best because you know, was, you can't beat being in the middle of a crowd and hearing the the, the, the crack between the rival sets of supporters and that there. But uh, I think when you're stuck in the middle of it, and, and the like, both sets of supporters deserve a man's credit because they made an awful lot of noise and uh, it definitely must have left, definitely lifted the class. And um, you know, when they come, it was great to see too that they didn't go way down to the hour of the field to come over. They've done all their warm-up, they've done their team talk, they've done everything beside their fans. And maybe that was a, a thing that Chris and Terry and, and Collie, maybe that was something that they had planned. Because no doubt at any time when, when they did put jerseys, Daly mentioned there and, and you, could, you could hear it. And every time they come in for a break, every time they come in for half time, the roar that greeted them. And, and the Clarks fans all stood to, to the man woman the whole time. And... When they were leaving from that spot as well, so I think that was something that really worked in their favour. Yeah, it certainly did. And Damien, just thinking there, uh, what a weekend for the parish. You know, Saturday with Eden Dark, and then Sunday with with, with the Clarks. Like it was, you know, party central. <laughs> but it really was a fantastic achievement. Two teams, right? You know, so so closely linked and so close to each other to come and win both titles. Absolutely superb. Yeah, I, I have no doubt there was never as much food sold in, a, in any pubs around the town and, and in the last couple of days with the, all, the, all the restrictions. No, you can only, it's not right to have a pint and, a, and, a, and some food with it. But uh, yeah, so, some weekend, and I know that the, uh, uh, I was past a certain establishment on Sunday afternoon on the, on the way to from Searstown, and uh, I did see a few uh, hoops about uh, the road, and they were. Uh, enjoying their celebrations and I'm sure they were looking forward to sitting down to watch the county final as well that evening. Um, but yep, some achievement from for two clubs sitting beside each other and you know, they, like every other club that's in and around Dungannon, they will be, I'm sure, Aidan Dark, like the rest of us will be, you know, happy to see Dungannon win but green with envy and thinking, you know, that could have been us and we could get there and uh, that's everybody, that's what everybody's thinking now next year, you know, that this could be our year, um, uh, and certainly a, a, a good good achievement for for Easter Road, and I'm sure 
that's likely to be followed up, you know, in a few weeks' time when Kildares win the junior. <laughs> Kevin, we've heard it all before. But Damien, interestingly, I guess when you say that, you talk about them gallon and, and the plaudits that they deservedly uh, that you give them. Um, I must say something to Cookstown, one <coughs> of the other teams. I mean, Strabane and Cookstown will be two, instead of three huge towns in the county. And Dungallon and boys, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but it's not that long ago since Dungallon were playing. In fact, we looked at the table one night, and, and Kevin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were ninth position in Division 3. 2011, and, I think it was 2010, 2011. Ninth yeah. position in 3. And you know, you don't, there's not much further down they can go. And, and to have been in that position, and in that, over that period of time, to have grown the club and to get a bunch of guys together with the belief and the skill set on the field and then off the field in terms of committee, management, trainers, everything. That is some achievement. Uh, it certainly is. And I think I'd say, like, obviously, if you're supporters in your committee, the amount of work on, on you know, I've been doing again nearly every day. And, and it was noticeable from last Monday, the amount of uh, banners and flags and I thought it was great that you know the well wishes from all individuals and families and that there and the real you know the people have been really got behind the Clarks team and that was brilliant to see and uh, you know this team here hasn't hasn't appeared overnight um, you know with the amount of underage football I go to or seen these two lads playing from their under fourteen would have played against them and uh, you know Dungan won the immediate championship in twenty fourteen but you know, the following year they're beating the Grade One minor final and last year they're beating another twenty one final. Uh, they won a Grade Two, I think it was an Under Sixteen League or Championship up in Gervahi. Uh, oh, yeah. One year against uh, Dermore, I think it was. Um, so, like you know, I had mentioned that in the build-up. This team here's you know squad is made up probably of three or four different sets of players. You know, you take the you know the, your your Potty McNulty's and the, and the Walshers and guys like that there, and they have, they have been about a, a couple of years more. Kiefer Morgan, you know, they've all come up different underage teams, and then say the 2015 minor team and last year's on the 21 team so you know it's just been a, a gradual build up of it's not just one team that has, has added two or three players I think this team has just has grown together this last four or five years and um, you know we, we did mention the build up to it as well you have to give credit too to the, the lads that, that didn't get a starting jersey because you know there's two or three at least two or three if not four of those Dundian lads that come off the bench would probably start in any other team uh, in the championship this year, and they didn't, you know, I'm sure they were gutted not to make the starting 15. But again, the Rasmataz wasn't there, the parade around the fields, things like that was all taken away. So, you know, the huddle, they're all in it together. The managers, the, everybody was in it together at the start. There was no 15 breaking away to go to a bomb parade. So maybe that it was a collective thing this year. And, and once again, as we highlighted, um, it just seems to be the way football's going. It, it, it's a starting. It's not the starting fifteen. It's it's the twenty twenty one players that you that you that you have to play to, to get you over the line. And, and the Clarks fans again didn't let the team down on Sunday when they were called upon. Like they were they were a man yeah. size thought when they come on and everybody knew they were going to come on. But the big question was, you know, can they keep making this impact? Can they keep doing this? Can they keep doing that? I think I think uh, Damien maybe alluded to there that uh, during the game that. I think in January, a point down at this stage, and the clock was definitely ticking down. And, and Kiefer, like, I remember Kiefer winning the McCrory Cup medal with the Academy way back in 2009. And he was he was the top forward on that team. But, you know, he was pulling the trigger and he hit a couple wide. But 
he hit an unbelievable score, I thought, from the right wing when, when the Clarks really, really needed a... You know, when it, takes, it takes a lot of character to do that when you've kicked one or two already wide, but you know, he had the confidence, and I think that's, that's the thing that's flowing through this, this Bungannon team, you know, the three Cs, confidence, composure, and character. And, yeah. and they have it in abundance. And, you know, if he had to kick that wide, it, it, it was a shot that maybe a lot of players wouldn't have took on, Noah. But um, especially after maybe missing one or two, but he had the confidence in his own ability and he put it over the bar. And that probably, you know, like thinking this team, they're not away again. You know, they're back again. They're at us. They're not going away. And I think that's what that eventually got them, got them over the line. Just when you say that, I mean, Paul Donahue, you can also probably describe a similar situation because he, as in the semi-final, as in the final, he didn't start particularly well. And, I mean, things hadn't been going that well for him in terms of shots. Yep. And shots and, and, but he still but, gave up the ghost. I mean, when the chance presented itself, he had the self-belief, the composure, the skill set, call it what you like, and he managed to deliver. And his scores were immensely important, not just in Sunday, but in the run-up to the final. Well, that's the sign of a, of a good player. We mentioned that, you know, the first 20 minutes against Ergel, especially coming in on the back of 14 points and everybody was, was waiting to see what he would do. And he was struggling to get into the game. The next minute he got a ball 47 metres out, outside and put over the bar. But as I alluded to earlier on, when he wasn't doing it that day, you know, big big McNulty run through the middle and kicked the second point. Daly kicked the point. There was, you know, there was four or five different scores coming in and, as I say, I think that that that's what got Dungan over the line. But you have to go back to um, I think it's been one of their best units all year. Their full back line. I thought their full back line in the county final were outstanding. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kane Barker. Um, you know, was sent him afterwards. If somebody had told him when when he kicked that forty-five against Fergal, you know, that you that what you've done there, and it will be surpassed in the final. Well, you know, David Walsh who's been about, um, has had an unbelievable campaign. Young Conan Devlin, who come in there, you know, probably one of the youngest on the team there, maybe along with Ryan. He come in there, he never put a foot wrong. Uh, Mark McJourney, he's not the size of two turf, but my God, what a player. Um, Sean Malloy coming back as well. You can go through them all. Uh, I think the Cars got a master stroke too. Matthew Walsh. Um, on Matty Donnelly, I thought he was Walsh was outstanding. Some of the ball he won, the midfield, Big Mullen, Big Mullen, Owen Mullen has been a colossus all year as well. Charging through the middle, very hard to stop when he gets a, gets a bit of speed up. McNulty, a big party in the middle of the field. You know, delighted for him. He's been he's been he's been about Clark's teams for for more than a decade and and a real horse of a player. And again, he caught an unbelievable mark in the in the, in the final when it was needed and. You know, the kickouts when they, when they did get back on the, on the, on the smelt blood, like Ryan there too, the first two or three attacks down the left wing, he just, he just left men for, for dead with his speed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you could through the whole team there, the, the stars throughout the day. You know, but again, it takes two to make a game. You know, Exilic were beat by one penalty and, um, you know, they were, they were very, very close and, and, and probably... Um, I know everybody connected with Dungan and all were delighted to see Kieran um, put that penalty away. But I think, from what I'm believing, if, if, if he hadn't missed that penalty, I think um, there was going to be a replay. Uh, well, I think that was, uh, that was a smart talk. I mean, I think it's a sensible thing. I think there's an awful lot of lessons learned. And one of them is that penalties are not the way you finish the championship match, uh, particularly when you have room for a replay. And, and I think that would have been the fairest outcome. But look, the Dungan men worry too much about that. 
they'd be happy enough for the penalties in terms of uh, going through the experience but winning. Tell me this. Can I just ask the two lads about the about the about the sort of the management setup this year in terms of what they have brought to the brought to the to the game? Because I know we interviewed Kevin. We interviewed uh, Kevin Barker. I think after the game, I think Kevin Barker was still cross that he wasn't on from the start. You know, so how 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 do you manage those guys? You know, you know the the, the winning mentality and the, the the fact that they just want to be on the field. Uh, you know, or what sort of word, words do they? Do do you have for your management team that are able to manage all those personalities all the year and have that hunger, especially with the guys coming off the bench? You have to give full full credit to the management. Like um, <clears throat> college can really, you know, and and Ralph and Terry the ball and still the mentality. And you know, we even before the finals, we're playing among ourselves and the intensity of as is, is you've them ways, you know, you've mentioned the likes of Kiefer and Patrick, you know, all, Bram McNulty and uh, Captain Walker all represent a throne at, at a stage, uh, you know, at all age levels. And, you know, you have to give them credit for being able to manage that because, you know, there might have been years previous where boys would have been like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing if I'm not going to start. But Chris really instilled that, you know, it's not a 15-man game anymore and, you know, you have to be part and, you know, you know what Terry's like about the Mini Cup, he, he just wants everyone to get through and give your, give, and, you know, hopefully that's where we will get to, to the final, you know, that's where we wanted to be. Yeah, and with you saying about Kevin Barker not being happy that he still wasn't starting even before, that was... Uh, in matches before, Kevy would have he would have been huffing, but it's just Kevin looking to play football, looking to be there. Um, and that was sort of the joke before. Something said, I think it was Collie, and it was something about Kevin Barker still huffing. I, I was about going to McAleer's after, and he said Kevin Barker still huffing from not starting against Lock McCrory or something like that. There, and Kevin obviously jokingly got up and went to walk out, but. No, that's just it's sort of evolved from obviously Daly says the years gone by where men starting fifteen they don't want to know till now Paddy Quinn and Kiefer coming off the bench and rightly so coming on and proving that showing how tight that that starting fifteen is and even with Lorcan Mann and Paddy Malloy up front and Paul coming in they know that even when they come on they're going to make an impact there for the legs and they're still going to do something that'll impact the game majorly as seen from the four extra times in the four games. Yeah, I think it's just it's Noel and you you probably agree with us like in terms of the big clubs and right you know there's so many other distractions around uh, a, a team or a club like Dungannon um you know with all due respect you know to to the to the guardians of this world and I know that I was chatting a guardian man yesterday about this and the um, Trillex of this world you know it's the GA club in Trillick. It's the GA yeah. club in Gorton. You have zero else to look forward to. And managing a you know a bunch of young fellas, you know less than thirty years of age, who have so many other options around a town like Dungannon to an O'Neill Cup. It's I think it's a remarkable management um, achievement as much as anything else. And to take all those various personalities who have got other options, easy options just to to, to check out and go to another sport. It's yeah, well, there's fantastic. What you say to me is 100% correct because, first of all, all those personalities, and there, there are many different <laughs> different types, 
But uh, that, that idea of trying to, I'm just thinking, I, I watched them Gallon Clark's team in the past, and there certainly wasn't the sense of unity about them that there was this year. And that has to come down, obviously, to the players, but first and foremost, from the management. And there's no doubt, and Kevin, we've talked to a lot of them, we've talked to Chris, and we've talked to Carly Holmes, we've interviewed them all, and they are very, very astute individuals, but they are, the, the power is in the collective. The three together, you know, there's good cop, bad cop, and all sorts of other things as well, but they manage to gel those guys together. They, they manage to ask difficult questions of guys, and okay, young Barker may have been annoyed at, at not starting, but I, I would imagine the fact that it was a joke, made into a joke, then it was something that was much easier and, and, and less challenging to cope with. But you're right, Damien, the, the extra challenges of the town team, because there's soccer and Dungallans, soccer is very, very strong. There's the rugby, obviously, there's basketball, there's all sorts of other things as well that don't exist for the West and certainly in the more rural clubs. And, and to, to manage to marry, marry all those things together and produce a team with the quality these guys have, and, and that it's been absolutely brilliant. It's been fantastic for us to watch it. And for these two lads here to be part of the history of Glengallan Clark's first league cup in 60 plus years, what an achievement. You guys realise that you are, you will be studied as part of history in years to come. It still, has, still hasn't set in yet for me. You know, I know you get everybody congratulating you and you get a lot of people that, you know, you might not have a scene and tell you who their father was and all that there, but, you know, Daddy always said to us anyway, um, I know there's a lot of brothers in the team, but Daddy would have had us, you know, well drilled at how it is. And I think there might have been a bit of him saying, you know, even with Lady Six and he was on the squad, he wasn't able to do it, so he was looking us to do it. And um, yeah, as you say, it's it's massive, like it's massive. surreal. It's surreal. People coming around you at McLeers and being like, "You, you boys realise this is club history. There's club legends right here." And I'm thinking, "I'm only twenty. Like I'm, can't, I can't be a legend yet." Well, the funny thing is that uh, you know the fact that your surname is Jones, the fact that you come from Dungallan. And we all know the story of Iggy and all the rest. There's a certain level of, ex of expectation and maybe a burden. But part of that burden certainly was removed on, on, on Sunday with that fantastic victory. And, and uh, it's just one that, that, I mean, the victory itself was fantastic. The celebrations after it were incredible. And the, the cavalcade of cars. I saw a white BMW in that cavalcade, Mr. Harvey. Was that your car that was being... Um. No, I was too hungry. I went home for my dinner. I, it, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been at that stage. No, no. Listen, I was, I was, I was at home. But I remember I got out of the car on Sunday evening at the house. Um, I was down the road after we done the interviews, and I got out, and there was fireworks going off and up the town, and uh, the noise coming out of the town in terms of car horns. It was unreal. Uh, and just think, Kevin, yeah, we had Pedro on obviously in, in chatting about his enjoyment and his. But for the, the other non-nationals as such, for, for want of a better phrase, uh, the, the uh, non-native Irish, shall we say, it must have been some experience for them to witness what a game of ball, shall we say, meant and the impact it had on the town and the celebrations of every man, woman and child out there. If it would have been, Noel, say if you're in round on Gannon, the build-up to the game, the, the two massive screens there in Irish Street and... You know, one was was depicting all the, the the various sponsors that had got behind the clerks the year and the other one was you know, just running through the all the games and the 
I was I was watching. There was a game. I, I, can't, I think it was there, but we game and I was stopped the lights for red, and there was a score coming up, and I was waiting for it. The next minute, these cars started beeping the horn behind me because the, the, the lights had torn green. Um, it was near causing an accident going up Aaron Street, but um, no, it, it was great, and, and uh, you know what's. There's money come into our house as well because I, I've charged work in, in Haggins Bar and uh, they've been flat to the mat. Daily with no Callum there, they were at school together and he was on standby yesterday uh, to come in. I think it was six o'clock and he got a phone call to come in three or four hours earlier. So um, I think he was he was working for a ten hour yesterday on a Monday, which is uh, which was unusual. And I had a left Charlotte at eleven o'clock on Sunday night. He had been in from one o'clock during the day, so. Listen, uh, the, the, the people of Dungannon and the surrounding areas got behind the team, the ones that couldn't get the tickets at, um, to go to the game, and, and uh, they definitely were um, you know, very vocal in their support. And you know, not a pleasing thing, you know, probably from a Dungannon point of view, but from you know, me out on, on the field afterwards, seeing boys that you would have played against and, and boys that you went to school against, who are all very good footballers in their, in their own right. And you know, the Clarks, when you think about it, um, you know, a lot of good players have wore the Clarks jerseys over the last 50 odd years and forgot a championship medal. And you know, that's the way things are. It's a bit like Tyrone and yourself included, Noel. You know, he's lost in the 86 final. And uh, you know, the next generation come along and won, won All Ireland. So a lot of good players never got to win an All Ireland with Tyrone. And it's the same, same with that with Dungannon. I mean, it was hard to believe that you know, 64 years and, and now they come along and win an 11th title. So it goes to show you where they were. They, must, they were obviously top of the role of honour, you know, back when they, when they won 56 at 10 titles to their name. Um, you know, we all know how dominant Jack Moore had been or had been there for the last 30 or 40 years, winning, you know, God knows how many titles to get up to 15. But, you know, Dungannon were 64 years and, and without a title, and now they're only four behind Jack Moore. So it just shows you the, uh, the pedigree and the history behind the Clarks, the Thomas Clarks. At the, that where they were and, and their head, you know, back in the back in the day when they had ten titles, and they say these lads have come along and and uh, managed to get over the line just where where our teams in the past maybe just come up short. And you know the Dungan team of '86 was a wonderful team as well. Were come up against Tillich and and you know beaten the replay, but they were they were a team that was laced with quality players as well. And uh, you know it was great to see. I lost count of many of that 86 team are actually out on the field, you know, after the game on, on Sunday and just talking to them and that there. Yeah, to them, it was just like winning, like them winning the, the championship in 86, you know, by Zagotti and Lockwood, Ewan McGinn, Gary McConville, you know, Mickey Jones there, I was talking to him. You know, uh, them boys were all out on the field and, and you know, to the man, it wasn't a point, Jody Kelly, it wasn't a point of uh, you know, God, you've got a championship. We didn't get this done again. have got a championship. And that's, it meant as much to them boys as it did to the lads there and the, and the rest of the Dungan team. And I have to say, well, and I know you've done a couple of interviews after it. Um, great credit to the like, men who stayed around and, and right to the very end to the trophy presentation was over and so on. And, and you know, the likes of Sean Donnelly, you know, but a class to, you know, he was the first man to congratulate Audie Hamilton, you know, um, I think you, you interviewed the both of them after. Um, just shows you the class of the of the of the, the reigning champions to go and to you know do that at the end, um, and to say like they're 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 a great team and they'll be back and you know what they're they're just they're hoping to God they throw the, draw the tracks for sure in the championship next year. So you know and that's the that's the that's the glory of all of this. We have all to look forward to again, which is brilliant. But um, 
as well, that's, as, that's what happened. That's what happened in two thousand fifteen, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The two teams played each other in the intermediate final, and then the the play the drew in the first or the drew each other, and the match was in Kelly Clara the following year. That's right. That's right. But now listen, what I tell you, what you said is exactly right. There's two points I want to make. One, Ryan, you're twenty now. The next ten years will fly past. Let me tell you something. You're in a situation. You're, you've got a great start. You got one championship medal. Now, don't don't. We hope you don't have to wait as long for for the second one. And the other thing I want to mention, you talked with the guys of '86. Jimmy McCallum was there on on Sunday as well. Uh, uh, Clark's legend did goals in that in that team back in '56. And I was chatting him after, and he was just absolutely overjoyed, overcome with emotion. And you know this, even though I'm not a Clarksman, I just found the whole thing very very emotional. It was fantastic. There's so many people who just were. Absolutely delighted. It really did catch up with them, and uh, no doubt about it. History makers, and what a way to do it! What a way to do it! Penalties. Oh my goodness! Just on the penalties, daily. But just, to, just as someone there, Damien said, they have to give credit. I went down in the middle. You know, the telecommissioner were all standing beside each other. I went down to speak to everyone because, look, at the end of the day, it's the nature of sport and it's the nature of Gaelic football. It has to be a loser on the day and. You know, why they didn't go Neil Cup, they weren't losers in a lot of people's men because, you know, they, they produced, a, you know, it, it, it fell for them against Kelly Clacher. Um, You know, it was a bye for Kelly Clacher to go out, but Trinic or two and penalty, and then they beat, which many people would, would have counted maybe the favourites through Neil Cup, Cole Island. So, you know, Trinic have played their part in, a, in, a, in an immensely entertaining championship. And as Damien says there, you know, from they were beat by the Clarks in the 2014 final. That's, that's three senior fans have got to, and they've won it twice. And, um, you know, the age profile of that team. And coming together, too, you know, we've seen a couple of la- the Greys come on there and the Guardies, but there's all lads coming. That that, that, that Trillic uh, club there won three grade two minor titles in a row there up to last year. So they have an awful lot of players coming through, and they're on the 14s, was beaten in the league final there on Saturday. They have a championship final coming up. So, you know, Dunyan or Trillic have. Um, have stoked the fires up again this this current team and there's no doubt they'll be twenty twenty one seems a long way away off but when you're when you're talking obviously you'll be adding to that list as well but when you're talking next year about six or seven teams that can win the O'Neill Cup uh, Felix's going to be right up there again absolutely Daley Ryan thank you for taking the time to join us tonight and we're delighted to have you we hope that uh, your successes continue congratulations on the first one anyway and as I say. We wish you many successes in the future. Thank you very much.